Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rap Party where we dive a little deeper into Sunday's message. Pastor Ray here with Pastor Brian. What's up everybody? He kicked off our new series, Did You Hear the One About?, where we're unpacking some of Jesus's parables. Pastor Brian, why don't you tell us the parable that you talked about and maybe give us a reminder of what it was that you taught us. Yeah, Pastor Ray, did you ever hear uh, the one about the sower? I think I have. Yeah, the parable of the sower. Um, it's uh, actually, it was very appropriate that we start with this one because actually Jesus says when he's talking about this one, he actually says, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? Mm. And so um, it was really interesting as I was studying to, to really realize that it's actually very important that we understand what Jesus is trying to say in, in this one so that we understand all the others that, that follow. Yeah, that's really good. Um, that kind of leads to the, the context of what parables are about. You taught us that it's uh, earthly stories with a heavenly meaning. Yes. And I really like how you drew out not just the context of the parable itself, but also the context of the, the life of the people that were listening to Jesus. Can you maybe talk about that a little bit to refresh us and, and how is context important when we're looking at parables? Context is, is so important uh, anytime we read scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, but really you've got to understand how to, how to read different parts of scripture. So, you know, how to read the old Testament, how to read the, the Psalms in the old Testament, mm-hmm. the prophets in the old Testament. Well, there's a way to read and understand the, the parables, um, in that, um, there's usually a context in which Jesus says it. Uh, for example, next week, we're going to understand that the context is very different in, than this one. The right. one that I talked about, you know, he's talking to a large crowd mm-hmm. and they're, you know, I explained how he's actually on a boat so that people can hear his voice go over the water because right. there was no mics back then. Um, and he's talking to the whole crowd. Um, and, and this confuses the the disciples because they don't understand just as much as the crowd doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so they come to him. And in this instance, and he does it a couple of times, Jesus actually gives him gives them the explanation. What's really interesting about the parable of the sower is that when you understand kind of what Jesus has been dealing with, it's almost like he has had fodder for thought (laughs) because he's meeting all these people, right? Uh, If you look at, so, you know, the, the the parables, you see the same parable in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, We looked at at Mark, but I went ahead and studied the one in Matthew because it's a lot more detailed. It's a lot more of a chronological order. Uh, And so I went as far back as Matthew 9, verse 35, Mm -hmm. where you actually see, this is what Jesus did. He went all throughout the towns and he proclaimed the gospel and he healed and delivered. And so when he gets to um, Matthew 13, where he tells the parable, you see that he has encountered all kinds of audiences, some receptive, some not. And so the parable of the sower is all about that. You know, do you have a heart that is receptive or not? Right. Yeah. And that's where you really unpack the four conditions of the heart. And you talked about how um, we could have a resistant heart, a superficial heart, a divided heart, and a receptive heart, which is which is the good soil that we're looking for, the receptive heart. Can you maybe briefly explain um, the difference between the four? Yeah. So 
you know what's cool again is is the idea of context, not only the context in which Jesus told the story, but also the context of the story. Mm-hmm. So you know, we hear the parable of the sower, and I don't know about you, I'm not really a farmer, yeah. so it wouldn't really speak to me. I'd think of, oh yeah, these big machines, you know, that did this and that. But the reality is, when Jesus is talking to these people, they are very well aware because this was like a day to day thing mm-hmm. for all these farmers uh, and and people that were aware of just the conditions of land, et cetera. And so when um, when Jesus talks about the sower, right away they imagine what maybe we don't, that it's just this man that had a, a bag full of seed and he would just fling it about you know, with like a slingshot motion and it would just fall all over the place. And it kind of makes sense. Oh, as he's doing that, you know, he's not being uh, meticulous about right. where it falls. He's just kind of throwing it all over his property, uh, you know, just in case there could be some good soil mm-hmm. everywhere, really. And so some fell along the path because, you know, it just kind of fell to the ground. Um, easy prey for, for birds. Um, some fell uh, on rocky soil, which was really just the ground that was next to the path that had a little bit of soil over it, mm-hmm. but there was rock underneath, so it didn't have any gro- uh, any roots. Right, right. Uh, and so it would wither and die. Then there's the, the uh, seed that fell among thorns. Uh, once again, at first view, yeah, there may be some thorns around, but where that seed lands, there's no thorns. Mm-hmm. But once the nutrients start to feed the plant, well, the thorns pop up at the same time and completely smother right. uh, the, the good plant uh, or that started as a good plant, um, which, by the way, any seed is actually good. Yeah. It's good seed because the it's seed, Jesus makes it clear, is the word of mm-hmm. God. So it was just it was just the the um, the soil that made the difference, right. um, and so and so finally there was also the good soil, and and you didn't know it right away. The farmer wouldn't know right away. He'd only know once it would start to grow mm. and bear fruit, right. with no thorns around to to you know that showed kind of a division of heart, and no um, and no uh, no birds to eat it, you know nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So you only kind of knew that over time, and that's much how it is for for us as well, you know. Uh, when someone comes to comes to Christ, you know, we can only hope that that seed has really landed in good soil. Yeah. But really, time will tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I like I like that you made a point to say the seed is good. Yeah, it's it's dependent on the condition of our heart. Exactly. And so you have these these four conditions. And as you were preaching, I kind of jotted down a few notes. And and to me, they seem like maybe some action steps that we can take if if we're honest with ourselves and we think, okay, which of these four um, plots of land yeah. <laughs> are we? And so for the uh, resistant heart, um, you said something. You said, if you find yourself here this morning, keep on listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you talked about a lot about how this is the type of heart that maybe uh, is a bit cynical about religion or about church in general. And, and your encouragement might be to just keep on listening. Right. Because if you actually um, recognize that you have a hard heart, that's, that's, that's the battles half won there. Right. Yeah. Cause then the next step is you can't do anything on your own. Mm-hmm. And that's what I kind of said at the end was my way of ending the message is that, no matter if you are in some kind of bad soil, right, between the three, the three are bad. The resistant heart, the superficial heart, mm-hmm. and the divided heart, all, the, all three of those did not bear fruit. Yeah. And so Jesus doesn't want that for your life. Mm-hmm. So if anybody finds themselves in one of those three, the, there's good news and bad news, but it's, it's, this, it's one and the same. Right. The bad news is you can't do anything by yourself. Mm-hmm. The good news is you can't do anything by yourself. Right, right. 
because <laughs> if you think about it, and a lot of people, they actually want to call this the parable of the soils. I actually mm-hmm. almost called it that. And then as I studied more and more, I realized, you know what? No way. This is for sure the parable of the sower. Right. Because you can have all the soil in the world, the best soil in the world. You don't have any seed or anyone to throw that seed. It's not going to grow. Yeah. You're not going to bear fruit. So it is the parable of the sower. It is all about the sower mm-hmm. sowing the seed, the word of God. Yeah. Um, and the sower, you know, being God himself, sometimes through his word, through his people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here we are, you know, we need to ask that question, which which heart am I right now? And I think it could be according to different seasons in life, yeah, too. Right. There may be a season where you're actually pretty hard, resistant, mm-hmm. and you, you need to understand kind of why. So understand you're your, your really hard-hearted and then understand why. Yeah. And then remember that only God can change the soil of your heart. Right. And so to cry out to him, and I encourage our people just like David did when he sinned, create in me a clean heart. I'm not going to create that heart. So God, create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. That is our first step. All three of those soils that are bad, the first step is to acknowledge it and then cry out to God so he can change your heart. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. And uh, just to maybe add to that a little bit, I would say also that um, we need to go deeper, you know. And so if, if I'm thinking about myself with this superficial heart, maybe I'm the kind of soil where it's rocky underneath and my roots can't go down. Um, at some point we have to realize that and we, ha- we ha- just have to make our roots go down, so to speak. So, well, I would add to that though. So it's, it's a first step of, um, recognizing only God can change right. our heart. Right. So, so it's almost like he needs to transform our soil. Yes. He needs to till the soil. So that rock can't stay there. Right. He needs to mm-hmm. till the soil or remove us, you know, somewhere else to yeah. have a, a better, you know, a better heart, a better receptivity. But the reality is, no, he has to completely transform our mm-hmm. heart. And then our job, and this is to your point, Pastor Ray, is to grow, is right. to grow deep. Yeah. And the way that Jesus actually explains that is um, is really uh, the, the key of the story. And if you actually read the parable, um, you probably wouldn't get it at at first mm-hmm. because you're kind of focused on the story itself. But just like any great kind of movie, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of surprises yeah. you, the, the punchline is there hidden in plain sight. And it's in the words of Jesus when he says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Yeah. The punchline is not the story. It's mm-hmm. what he says at the end. So it's like, here's your condition, the condition of your heart. If you want the good soil, here's what you need to do. You need to listen. Yeah. And then... When, when he says that, and that's what I explained, listen isn't the listen that we have in our own, right. you know, in our own culture where it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen means to obey. Yeah. And that's where, to your point, Pastor Ray, growing those roots. You, you When you listen and obey, those roots are growing deep. Yeah. When you listen and obey, you have an undivided attention. You're focused on Jesus mm-hmm. and no one else. Yeah, exactly. Um I, I agree that it's the Holy Spirit, the sower, that transforms. Um, what I was just getting at is an action step is, um, you know, sometimes we just, we have to be able to, we have to do what we can do and then let God do his part. And so what, what I was trying to get at was we need to be in the word, we need to be going to church, mm-hmm. and we need to take our focus off of the world and onto yes, Jesus. Yes. And, and so that's that's what I was trying to get right, to as, yeah. as far as our part of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, only only God can transform the soil. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I would say if, if we are 
Christians, if we do believe we have come to salvation, but we find ourselves in danger of being one of these maybe infertile soils, that's when we really need to double down and, and, and dig in. And, um, and I think it's, it's, it's just important to understand that first, we cannot do it on our own. Right. Because then we fall in the, in the problem of works, you know, works mm-hmm. and then faith. Yeah. But it is faith first. We receive by grace what Jesus gives us. In that state of mind, then we have a responsibility and no excuses because he makes it clear what we are to do, like you said, to dig deep, to go to church, to pray, to read the Bible and all that. But that can't happen if our soil has not been changed. And so he loved us first. And then because he loves us, he also gives us the tools for us to really grow. So, Yeah, that's really great. Um, Thanks for your time. Is there any any last minute of encouragement that you might have for people? Um, I think sometimes maybe the o- obey part is a little hard. Um, maybe some encouragement for some some people who may be a little resistant to. Um... I would I would say that once once you know, like there's no excuse. You know, I, there's a passage in scripture that says that um, you know sin is not just what you what you do, but also what you don't do. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important um, that once you know you are saved and you have cried out to God and you have faith that your soil has, your heart has been changed. Um, he now gives you the tools and he equips you with mm-hmm. the strength to do it by his spirit. Yeah. Um, but that is on you. Like, like it is true, even though only he can love us first, we have absolutely the responsibility then to, uh, nourish what we've been mm-hmm. what we've been given, and so um, you know just to encourage everyone listening, uh, it's all inconsistency uh, about being consistent and uh, just being faithful. And you know what better way to grow a relationship than through conversation? Yeah. And so talk to God and then listen to Him through His Word and through podcasts like these, um, so that you can grow. And you may not see it right away, but mm-hmm. if you're consistent, if you continue. Because you've been saved, because you, you've received God's love and you are now a, a tilled soil, uh, to continue to have that good heart, it's, the, it's your responsibility to, to just make yourself be that receptive, that receptive uh, uh, soil. And, uh, and it's just a heart that stays humble before God. I can't do anything on my own. But then also, now I'm empowered by the Spirit to walk by the Spirit. Yeah. And so... That's really good. And then there's the the promised blessing, the the uh, 30-fold, 60-fold, yes. fold and 100-fold yeah. uh, of bearing fruit. So it's beautiful that um, at, at the other side of obedience, Pastor Taylor says this a lot, the other side of our obedience is a, a blessing of God. So um, we pray that you guys will be blessed as you carry on through this week. We love you and we're praying for you, and we hope that you'll tune in next week as we look at another parable in our series, Did You Hear the One About? But for today, that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.